And hello to our amazing listeners here at the Train of Live Strong podcast. What's up, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Today, we have an incredible guest speaker coming to the show. And before we jump in, if you are new to the episodes, you are new to the podcast, you are new to the show, you're just new overall to the Train of Live Strong podcast, this is going to be the podcast where you're going to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You want to learn more about training, nutrition, mindset. You simply want to get motivated and inspired to start your journey to get past a mindset roadblock, to get past some sort of failure that you might be going through or a lesson you're trying to learn, whatever it is you're trying to get past inside of your health and fitness life transformational journey, you're going to learn it here on this podcast. We bring on amazing guest speakers, over a hundred and still counting, and we're all here to share our stories, our experiences, our self-knowledge on coaching ourselves and others, and just how to simply just dominate your drive, your health, your body, your emotions, who you are, so that you can live the life in your control to the fullest. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening for a while but have not left a five-star review yet, please, it means the world to me. And if you want to support this this podcast, it takes about a minute or two. And you can help literally people around the world who are looking for another amazing podcast for them to help them get inspired in their journey, to help them move in, in their journey and you know get past some sort of like roadblock or mindset mentality or whatever it is that's stopping them in their tracks into dominating their health and their body, you can help them by simply taking about a minute or two to do that because people are looking at the reviews to see what you guys and girls, our amazing listeners, are getting from the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an amazing guest speaker, like I just said, and I cannot wait for you all to tune into this episode. If you have been struggling with self-belief, self-love, and you keep looking at yourself and you just say, I can't. I can't and I will never achieve these things that I want, especially whenever you are challenged day in and day out and you feel like everything is pushed against you and you feel like every odd is just in your corner and just everything that is going on in your life just seems to just make it so that you cannot achieve the goals that you want. And you put yourself down over and over again. Today's episode, today's guest speaker is going to uplift you and bring you the drive and energy and passion that you need to get up and crush the goals that you have for your body and health, especially going into the new year 2022. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Amy Brim. Because, you know, I, I've changed a ton, not just physically, but like in my mindset about myself in the last couple of years. And Absolutely. It and, and it wasn't me starting it and being like, okay, I want to, I want to eventually compete. Like I, wa- I wasn't thinking of these, any like lofty, like big goals necessarily. I was just like, I want to just in the small moments of my day, I want to like think better things about myself. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. As you already know, I'm your host, Coach Matt, and today we have an amazing guest speaker. So let's welcome to the show, Miss Amy Bream. What's up, Amy? Hey, how's it going? Thank you guys for having me. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. So the, and I'm pretty sure you already know, whenever you did that the competition and you had that video where, you know, you were just frustrated with this lift after that, that video kind of went out. Um, a lot of people actually requested, Hey, you should get her on the show. So a lot of the listeners were actually like, Hey, you should bring Amy on the show. So, um, you know, yeah. So, you know, high five hugs to them, you know? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very yeah. Much. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So Amy's here. Finally, as everyone, we've been like trying to get here on the show and just things have been working out. So finally, we have her. And uh, so Amy, real quick, uh, for everyone who doesn't know who you are, yeah, this might be a big story, but can you just tell you know us kind of like how you got to who you are today? Yeah, so um, I, well, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm 29. Um, and I've been here for about seven years. Um, but I before that, I grew up in a really small town in Pennsylvania. And I was born with a condition called PFFD, which essentially it's a lot of fancy words. Essentially, it means I'm missing the majority of my right leg. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've never had an amputation or anything, but I was um, always fitted for a prosthesis when it was time for me to learn how to walk. So um, kind of my childhood in short, it was honestly, it was great. I had really wonderful, supportive parents and family and friends and the youngest of four kids. Like it was a great you know, supportive childhood, but I, I definitely didn't um, want to go into the realm of athletics or like mm. push myself in, in that regard. I was pretty uncomfortable. Um, so I didn't start to do that until I moved to Nashville. Um, oh, wow. About a year in, I just randomly joined like on a friend's kind of whim uh, boxing gym here. It wasn't a sparring gym. It was just like a workout. Um, and believe it or not, that just kind of sparked everything. It was the first time I was working out, not out of obligation, but I was having fun. Um, I was like, I actually want to learn this. And, uh, a couple years into it, one of the trainers approached me and said, like, I want to teach you how to kick. And I was like, I can't balance on my prosthesis. It was this whole yeah. thing. And he's like, yeah, I think you can. You just have to like, give it a try. And I had up until that point, we had made jokes about it. I was wow. like, could you imagine like a one-legged kickboxer, you know, like that uh-huh. kind of Um, but yeah, I stuck, you know, I stuck with him and we, we eventually I did learn and I got way better. And, uh, it was just like this moment for me of realizing I used to call something impossible, but really it was just self-imposed. Uh, it was just fear more than anything. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, from that point on, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of other things I've said no to, uh, because it was out of fear rather than actually not being able to do it. So the next thing after that was like, well, I've always said I couldn't weight lift. So let's try that. So I picked up my first barbell in 2019. Um, I honestly did not like it because I was so bad. Like I, I didn't know anything. Like when someone was like, let's bench press. I was like, what does that mean? Like I was (laughs) brand new to everything. Um, And then in 2020, I started working out with my two bosses. It was like kind of COVID. And so they're the only two people like the start of COVID. I mean, so it was, Mm -hmm. they're the only two people I was working out with in the gym. And uh, we, you know, it was, there are two guys. And so they were just put weight on the bar and I had no, again, I was new to it. Didn't know what to compare it to with other girls or other uh, members of the gym. And they were Mm -hmm. like, you're do this now. So it it took away like the like comparison factor for me because I didn't have anything to compare it to because they were already going to lift way more than me. So I was like, well, I guess I can do whatever they tell me to. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, anyway, long story short, it just started like this progression. And, um, so I, I didn't start actual CrossFit until, um, like 2021, Mm -hmm. um, this past January. And then that was the first year that CrossFit had like an adaptive open division or adaptive division in the open. I should say, uh, someone suggested I try out for it. Um, so I like signed up, didn't even know what it meant. I was like, what is an open? Like, where do I go? (laughs) I was brand new. Um, but yeah, so that kind of just started opening doors. So I was able to go to the the CrossFit games this past July, which is what that video was from. Um, and I've been kind of going ever since, um, did another competition a couple weeks ago, have one coming up in January. We're just, we're just going. So You're just moving. That's awesome. Are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that video, obviously a lot of people saw that was your, um, that was your first competition. That was my first competition ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's... It was like, I've never been so anxious. I've literally never processed that many emotions a week. I was week. about to, yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. So, so just so I can, so we can all kind of get in your, in your head in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that obviously you thought was a big challenge, maybe even impossible, but then certain events made it possible. People around you made you start to believe. And then you're, you know, going to, to basically train for this competition, right? And and then you get there. How just how did that just how did that feel you knowing maybe even the night before, like you knowing like tomorrow I'm about to wake up and I'm about to go compete in this amazing competition that I didn't even think. And it all started with, you know, doing that uh that that kickboxing, right? Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it all started there. Now here you are doing barbell stuff. Yeah. And, and hanging out with the, you know, other people. Yeah. And competing against other people, especially other females too. And, and and you're in that moment. So I just, you say you're anxious, right? So how was that feeling? Like how was, what was going through your head? Yeah, I, well, leading up to the competition, I literally, like, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with the CrossFit world, but it's definitely like the people in it, like, mm. love it. Yeah, and they're I, great. I, yeah, I had to, um, because I was I'm brand new to it. So like you walk in and I had to mute like the weeks leading up to on Instagram, like any notifications about it. Cause they have like a whole thing about it. Cause I was so anxious. I was, you know, you watch all these other athletes been competing for years, post about it. And that's there. There's nothing negative there. Everything is like, we're pumped. We're excited. And I'm like, I am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the only one that's like scared because I don't want to say any of that. So right, right. I, um, I tried to be pretty honest about that on Instagram too. Like apparently like no one is scared to do this, but I'm terrified. Um, but yeah, so I just like tried to stay in my lane, stay training, like focused. Um, my, my coach actually on the way to the games, he gave me three rubber bands to put on my wrist and he has the same, he and his brother do the same thing of um he said and he wrote on the rubber bands so one of them said uh trust the process and then uh then the other one was just breathe uh and i forget the, the third one but it was the concept was just like when you're when you're out in the field you're about to start and you start to panic like snap the rubber band and kind of bring yourself to like back in the mindset of do what you got to do right in front of you. Like trust that you've been training hard and like that's going to show here. Um, Cause like the other, like CrossFit is, I mean, I was new to the competing world. I'd never done something that relied on like my body to do something well. Right. You know? um, and it, CrossFit is like, there's this whole language within it. So there's so many movements that are specific to CrossFit that I was still like new to learning. Like mm-hmm. I was learning what a movement was like two weeks before going. Right. So it was just like so much of those feelings. So I guess, you know, the, the entire week, you know, I competed for f- three days 
um, like we did, I think seven or eight events. Mm -hmm. Um, And so something like that. And so anyway, by the end of it, I was like exhausted because it's this constant up and down. Like I can do it. I'm tired. Let's do it again. Like just this constant um, fighting of like, I'm deserve to be here. I'm good enough. Like all of those emotions. Um, And also being like, I'm really grateful to be here. Yes. So like all literally like any emotion that you could ever imagine I was experiencing. So going into that last event, it was like, um, I knew that the weight that they had programmed for us um, was a PR for me. I'd mm. never gotten that above my head before. <gasps> yeah, <do> that. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and all week he had told me, he said, you like, you have to believe that you can do this. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he, he said too, and I need this type of coaching. So I prefer this, but he said, I don't care how tired you are. Like, I don't care how you feel. You will absolutely give everything you have. Like you will Mm. empty it on the floor on this, like in every event, but especially this last event, you're not going to stop. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's in my head and I'm going into it. I actually felt like super sick. I was like, you know, I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. And he like, like, like put water on my neck. He's like, you're fine. He's like, snap out of it. You know how to do this. Let's go. So I was dreading the event because I knew that it was a PR. I was like, this is humiliating. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of like, I started it and I was so focused, um, you know, the entire week, but that event too, I only would look at like the weight in front of me or what I had to do and my coach. So that was the kind of the same thing. So, you know, it's an 11 minute event. The first couple of attempts, I'm not getting the barbell over my head. And the first time I did get it over my head, um, like the room got louder and it was just this moment of like, was that for me or did something else happen? Like I was so like, like, don't look around, don't listen to anything. I was like, what just happened? And then I started like realizing that people were like actually cheering me on. And so it was like very, very humbling. Like I like, obviously, I mean, I cried. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. But yeah, I, it was definitely like a surreal experience. It, for lack of a better way of saying it, it felt like a movie. Like I felt like when it finished, I like almost came to, I was like, did that just happen? So that's crazy. You know, it's whenever, okay. So I, I, my love for training and you can probably relate is like, it's such a, uh, it's like a different type of relationship because it's, you love the training, right? But it's, it's because it's making you, it's challenging you to become better within yourself. As in like, you are the one that shows up to no one really, yes, you have a coach, right? Accountability. That's great. Absolutely. But, you know, you could quit if you wanted to, you know, if you truly wanted to, you could throw in the towel. Right. And then when you get to the gym and you're doing your workout, same thing, you could quit if you wanted to. So there's like, really, you are the only one that gets to go into these moments and actually see what you are truly capable of and even, you know, black out those things that, you know, stop your body from doing something. So for example, like whenever you are fatiguing, right? That's just like basically your nervous system saying, hey, dude, you need to chill. You need to stop, you know, calm down. But you could still do more reps if you mentally kind of fight that battle within yourself. So I can only imagine you going to this bar and and obviously a lot of chaos is around you, right? And you just focus, isolated on this thing and you haven't even lifted it before because this is a PR, right? So this is new for you. And And then you do it. So I can only imagine the the amount of rush that you could have gotten just from finishing that that lift and dropping that weight and so like wh- whenever 
when I get a new PR or I beat a time that I, you know, I struggled with before and I finally beat it or whatever the case may be, um, that makes me feel so much greater in life. I feel more confident, I feel more happy, I feel more um, just achieved, right? So after you finish that, that that's, that's like a really good high. That's a very high moment, right? Um, mm-hmm. how, what did it do for you after? Like later on that day into the next day, obviously the event's over, the competition's over or whatnot, and like you're going on into life. Did you feel like things began to change? So I think they did after like a week or two. It's It's funny. I had this kind of reverse experience almost where I was really embarrassed, believe it or not. Because, That's insane. Well, I, I didn't realize how public that it was. So I, right. I like finished and I, I, it was a moment like if you, there's that, fifth, you know, the video that went viral and then like CrossFit, the last three minutes of the workout, they caught on camera. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time. So I was like on um, the big screen and there's like, a, a you know, a campus where they yep. host games and, you know, I didn't realize I was on that screen for the final Dang, you were zoned in then girl yeah. you were zoned in I, I had no clue so like the last 30 seconds they even, like they caught my coach and my interactions back and forth like it was like a thing and i just didn't even know i'm like so whatever mm-hmm. so i we finish and like i start crying that like a girl hugs me like keep my coach is crying like it's like a thing and immediately i was like i didn't realize even that people really had watched it. So I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I want to show people that I'm appreciative that like they cheered me on, but it was also this humbling because I, I didn't win the event. It was right. like a win for me, but yes, it because yes. I had so many people come up to me and like, I mean, especially in that space where everyone was like super focused on what had happened. Um, you know, I had a lot of people walk up to me in the next, like, while we were there for the remainder of the time saying like, something about that moment and I almost felt bad I was like well you know I didn't win right you know like it was like thank you but like like think that like she won like you know it was like yes and it was really humbling to me because I realized that people don't super care about that it was like it was because I asked my coach about this like I don't understand like I was like it was a huge moment for me but the fact that so many people feel like they're relating to it is like Mm -hmm. what's shocking me so much Mm-hmm. and he was like yeah but like people don't always relate to like winning they relate to like personal struggle and like yes we were like genuinely fighting that and mm-hmm. they saw that um and so i think that was like once i started to wrap my brain around that and like accept <laughs> you know people like being really supportive of it i guess mm-hmm. um then it it really freed me when i came back to train because suddenly like leading up to the games, I was so stressed and like really, really hard on myself to learn things super fast that I was like, well, if I can do that, like if I can be that anxious and stressed and do it on the, try things in the most public platform that I've ever been on, <laughs> then I can do whatever the heck I need to here. <laughs> right. It's like, sure. You want me to try that? Sure. Like, I don't care. Do what. It. Yeah. I don't care how hard it is. Like, sure. I'll do that. Cause no one else is, you know, it's just me. <laughs> So it was, I actually started progressing a lot faster after that, just because I was like, I guess it took away that self-conscious factor or like it it getting in my head about it. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely a thought process. That's for sure. That's incredible. You mentioned what your coach said. I think that's freaking, that is, that's so awesome. Not everyone relates to winning, but they relate to that personal struggle. Dude, that is like, 
I think that's like the definition of life, like, because, you know, we see, and this can relate to a lot of things, you know, when people are watching you and and especially in that moment, right. Or even maybe, maybe even just day to day too, you know, and, but in that moment, they're watching this video of someone who is, who is, you know, going through something in that moment and it's within themselves, you know, because obviously no one's out there besides you, like that's, no one's helping you, you know, you don't have a spotter in that lift, you know, it's, it's just you. Yeah. Um, you don't have someone patting your back and say, it's okay, come on. You know, you have people yelling for you, your coach yelling at you, but it's just you there. Um, people are watching this, right? And, you know, it's whenever you see something, just like you said, you know, on, on a movie, like a, a dramatic, like accomplishment, like, wow, this person did, you know, went through all this and finally achieved it, you know, in their brain, especially in, in my brain, when I was watching it too, you know, I'm thinking it, I'm not even thinking really of training, like, I'm not thinking of like, you know, if she can do that, then I can hit a PR. Like I'm taking that. I'm thinking of other things too. Like, dude, if she pushed herself to do that, like I can push myself to go to school. I can push myself to be a better person. I can push myself to be a better coach. You know, so you're relating these things to different things. And that's what I love about training. You know, like, just like how you just said, like you didn't win, but whatever, you know, cause, cause you won in that moment. But now that you know that you can accomplish that, that milestone or that stepping stone, now you can obviously there's always room for improvement and that's exactly what you're doing now with training you know i think it's crazy because people might think like wow she achieved it she won but you're still back in the gym you're still trying to improve and improve and get better at that lift and get bigger pr so that when you go and compete again you could you could win and you could get up there yeah absolutely and that's drive you know i think that's incredible that's awesome um whenever it comes down to like the Whenever, so you say that you basically started fitness training whenever you said 2000, no, in 2019, you, you grabbed the barbell for the first time, right? I think that's yeah. what you said. Okay. okay. But you started like the whole fitness world kind of thing, maybe yeah. a year prior or two years prior with the whole kickboxing stuff, right? Yeah. I started boxing in 2015. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. Consistently. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, so before that growing up, were you active though? Did you like play sports or? Um, no, <laughs> no, nothing like that. So I would say I was active in that. Um, I mean, obviously I've always been missing my leg and I wanted to blend in with my friends as much as possible. Right. So to do basically much of anything, you're going to be somewhat in shape if you're keeping up with your like two-legged friends. Like right. so, uh, I'm an AK, which means it's an above knee prosthesis. So okay. Um, essentially it's, this is a very rough statistic, but give or take just to walk. I use 60 to 80% more energy expenditure just to walk than someone with two legs. Oh, really? So, yeah. And that, obviously, know that, you know, varies the, uh, a lot of factors, but also the activity and lots of things. But so in order, like me, like I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't in shape. I didn't really, I'd work out here and there for little things, but not a lot. My left leg has already been has always been somewhat in shape because walking is just so much energy mm-hmm. Like for me to walk with my friends. It was going to have to do something, right? right, right. <laughs> but I didn't right. do anything with sports. I didn't have any idea. Like that was a brand new world to me. So, um, yeah, I, that, like I used to tell people growing up, like I'm one of the least athletic people you ever, you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mindset of like, I could actually be athletic or do anything in that space at all was like very 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 foreign to me um so that's crazy when whenever so we always look in the past right we always think about back then you know and 
So I coach a lot of people that deal with weight loss and I coach a lot of females specifically. And with, with girls, whenever I get a new client, perhaps it's like, you know, whenever we're doing training and we go for like a week or a month or two months, they start seeing progress and this and that. They always say, I wish I would have started earlier, right? I wish I would have started, you know, after this and that, or after my first pregnancy, or after my first, you know, baby or whatever, they always say, you know, I wish I would have done this before. Whenever you look back, do you feel like, you know, you wish you could have maybe been a little bit more active or understood how to do this athletic stuff a little bit earlier? Do you ever, you know, think that kind of stuff? You know, I actually don't. Um, I think that it's really easy to want to get in that mindset, but mm-hmm. so then you get into like, you know, there's so many little factors that can change life so much that you just never would have thought I can play the what if game, but I'm also like, as you know, many good and bad experiences I've had, I've had in my life. Like I don't necessarily regret any of them. So, you know, I'm also grateful. Like I didn't do sports, but I love music and I grew up in the music world and I'm really oh, nice. So do you play something? Yeah. So I actually, so believe it or not in college, I was a saxophone and piano major. What? Piano. Yeah. Dude, so I want to play um, that so bad. So, yeah. So, and I obviously like Nashville, like I sing and songwrite and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. I was very much like in that space. So I, I think that if I had focused more on athletics, I wouldn't have given so much of myself to that. And I really love that part of life as well. So right. it's one of those things where, and I also, you know, I, I think my biggest regret would be more of my thought process about myself when I was younger, about like believing that I could do it, mm. not really like the actions, but my mindset about it. Because right. uh, I, like I said, like I had a good childhood. I didn't, I just didn't um, have confidence in myself and what I could do. Right. So I, I wish that I had more of that um, and could kind of like coach my younger self up a little bit, but um I also am like so grateful for the experiences that I had that I just believe like, hey, if it was meant to be, like would have happened and I'm making the most of it now. I think yeah. it's not so helpful to look in the past, but it is super helpful. Like, well, I can I can't control that, but I can control this moment now and I can right. I, like choose to do with it, which will set me up for the future. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's great. Exactly. You should always be in the now, right? Not even thinking in the in like the future is always good to think about because it's going to come sooner or later. But if you dominate today, right now, this workout right here, you know, this meal or whatever, this recovery day or whatever it is you're doing, this sleep, this hydration cycle, whatever it is you're doing, like if you dial into what's happening right now, you're going to do the same thing tomorrow. And all those little steps are going to create this amazing thing to the point to where you're out there by yourself and you achieve the things that you never would have thought was possible, you know, so that exactly incredible. Um, whenever you do train, Whenever you're like there and you're working out, obviously, I'm pretty sure you have a great support system, great coach, it sounds like. Do yeah. what fuels you? What what are you like? So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me real quick, I guess. So I grew up, I grew up okay, right? I grew up like in an okay household. Um, my my real dad has been, has been out of the picture since I was like five. And then my mom married to my stepdad. And then their marriage was like just crazy all the way until I was 18. And then... I was kicked out when I was 18 and then I kind of like went through this like just mental like just fog for 
the next like four years um, because I joined the military and all this other stuff. And then yeah. went through, went through like a little hardship real quick. Um, not real quick. It was a while, but uh, then it started to improve because of training. Training has always been a part of my life, but yeah. what fueled me was I wanted to like fight these things that were bugging me to fight these things that I hated about, you know, my life or about myself or about my family, you know, cause a lot of things were happening and I always felt like I was the problem. Like I always felt like I was an issue, but I never did anything bad. I was a good kid. I never did like, you know, drugs or was doing crazy stuff or bringing trouble home at home or none, none of that stuff. So I was like, maybe there's something wrong with me. So I would always fight that. I guess demon, you would say, right. That this voice in my head that would always put myself down and people, I was in the army and people would kind of see me as like, you know, this, um, I was trained and I was always trying to be like the best leader, the best me possible. So they see this kind of like strong male, you know, and, but inside I'm like this little boy that's like trying to, you know, become something. So that's what fueled me. Whenever I trained, I was trying to find something about myself or try to figure out what my purpose is here. And, and yeah. sometimes people are like, you know, how does fitness do that for somebody? Like that should be like, you know, but it does. Cause like I said earlier, you're working against yourself you're figuring stuff out about yourself and it just it's a mind-opening experience but that's what fueled me and still drives me today so whenever you're in the gym and you're training and you're doing this and that what's fueling you like why are you there yeah well one that's incredible like your story as well um so (laughs) sharing um but yeah i think it is um as as cliche as it is to sound working out honestly it has nothing to do with physical stuff for me like yeah do I mm. like strong and seeing that result yes I do but that's the first motivator when you're tired <laughs> and like in the middle of a workout you do not care about muscle <laughs> you're like exactly okay, away. Uh, like, it I'm glad you said last. it I'm glad you yeah. said it <laughs> like it, it does not last like that's the first thing to fly out the window um right <laughs> and so for me um it is I think being in the like seeing a lot of struggle and seeing on the other side of like what happens when you stay consistent, Mm -hmm. um, like matters. And I think for me, like my theme in in life, whether it was music, whether it was like self-confidence, because, you know, I, I've changed a ton, not just physically, but like in my mindset about myself in the last couple of years. And it wasn't wasn't me starting it and being like, okay, I want to, I would eventually compete. Like I, w- I wasn't thinking of these, any like lofty, like big goals necessarily. I was just like, I want to just in the small moments of my day, I want to like think better things about myself. That's um, amazing. So Great way to say it. I think, and I, I started to accomplish that not by having these huge goals, but by being consistent in the small things that people don't see. And so to me, the way that I work out directly translates into anything else. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to quit. That's the moment where like literally even something that people, a lot of people blow off and it's like, eh, I want to shave like three reps off of this. Like mm-hmm. not a big deal. It's a rep, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I honestly take it super seriously because I'm like, okay, no, like in the long term, if I take off three reps today, will it ma- make or break? No. If I take off three reps every day for the next month, that will change things. Yes. If I'm, if I'm like personally choosing to quit in this moment, is there going to be another time, like, is there going to be a moment in three hours where I mentally want to quit a task at work or in a conversation with a coworker? And I carry that mentality into that situation too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. small, people won't care, but that stuff is actually what matters. That, that what is what separates you from other 
things. Right. And some, you know, like doing, excelling or just getting by. Right. So like, I think that is like, I take that mindset really seriously. So like, I love the endorphins. I love, like, I think it's fun, but I actually like enjoy the actual process of working out probably once every like two weeks as in like, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like working out. I should say like, right. go, like I'm like, yeah, I want to go like sweat. I want I know I'm going to feel better after, but the actual in the moment, like I don't want to do a bunch of mm-hmm. like thrusters and burpees and mm-hmm. like, you know, squat right now. Like I don't feel like doing that, but I know that the results and like the mindset behind it is going to help me become a better person. Right. So, Absolutely. Dude, there's a lot of great stuff you said. One thing for sure is that it doesn't matter, right? I love how you said that. The the whole physical self, for me in high school, it was physical. I wanted to, I was like 130 pounds, like 5'10", so I was super thin. And I hated being that thin guy on the basketball team or on the football team because it meant that I always got pushed around. I hated it. So I wanted to go to the gym and I wanted to, um, you know, get bigger just because, you know, these things. I wanted to improve my confidence, right? So it was physical for sure. And then after 18 and so on, it just amplified mentally. So whenever you're training inside your workout in a session or whatever it is, and you're doing a class or whatever people are doing nowadays, right? Whatever your fitness is, a simple walk or whatever, you know, you're going to get to these points in times where your mental state is going to, you know, be overwhelming and you're going to, it's going to hurt and you're going to be exhausted and your heart is pumping and, you know, oxygen and blood flow is trying to, you know, talk to the mind, all these things are happening and you want to throw up and it's like, you know, so many things are happening at once. And all you want to think about is just, dude, just stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a six pack. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, shredded legs or shredded arms. Like in that moment, it's just, can I finish this round? Like, can yeah. I finish this workout? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's huge. That's, that's, that is, I, I hope people really take that with them because, yeah. you know, everyone wants to push for this physical beauty and that's awesome. But that's also a bonus thing that we achieve whenever we work and we put in the work, you know. Um, and the other thing that you said, and I get this a lot, right? And I'm pretty sure you do too. Whenever, you know, we're putting workout videos or on the stories or, you know, on Instagram or whatnot, and you're posting training, 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 training. People are like, oh my God, this must become like, this must be easy for her. Or like, you know, if someone's asking for advice, like, Hey, you train a lot. Like, I know this might be easy, but like, it's kind of hard for me because I really don't train. I'm new to this sedentary. Like I'm lazy. I'm trying to find, you know, how to do this. And they look at us and it's like, you know, we train all the time and it's like, they're addicted. They're obsessed. We're not obsessed with training. We're obsessed with what it does for us. And I'm Mm -hmm. the same way with what you just said. You know, I get up, I'm a morning workout kind of person. I only work on the morning. I hate working out like in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to get it done early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I sit there and people don't know this, you know, when I'm training by myself, um, I sit there for like, you know, five, 10 minutes and I'm like, dude, like trying to fight, like, I don't want to do this workout right now, or I don't want to do this right now or whatever it is that I have set for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't want to do it. And I'm in my own home gym. So like I have all my equipment and I have barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, all that stuff. So no one's there with me, just me and yeah. my music. So I'm like trying to you know, come on, Matt, just pump yourself up, dude. And, um, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes, you know, and, and whenever I have those good days where I want to work on, I can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. Most of those times, most of those days or those times where I feel like I really, truly want to work out is for two things. Either I had a long rest break. So I took like three to four days off and I just cannot wait to get back in the gym or something's just really bugging me in like my head. 
And I really want to work that out. So like, those are the two things I do, but I don't wake up every day, like gun ho and like ready yeah. to freaking train, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. So I feel you there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. So I hope people listen to that one too, because you know, it's, it's always an endless, it's an end, like no, no path for this fitness or training or bodybuilding or CrossFit is like a straight line, right? It's always curvy and all these things that you're going to have to deal with. And you're going to have to figure out, you know, how to, how to work with. And especially like in your situation too, um, whenever you're training, like, obviously you want to have like the perfect type of movement. It's always great to be in perfect alignment and do these specific movements in this specific way. Was it, was it also, was it fun, but also kind of like frustrating and trying to learn your body in the fitness world? Oh, for sure. I think I had to overcome the mindset of it's okay to look different. Right. Um, because I am like a perfectionist to the T. Like I, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it well. Um, and like, and I do want to do it quote unquote right. So yeah, for yeah. me, um, like specifically like in adapting, like adaptive fitness, um, especially like every adaptive person, like is going to have to do it differently because mm-hmm. like the length of like, the length of their amputation might be different. The type, like how they attach their prosthesis is going to be different. Like it's, it's literally like a thumbprint for every person. So we can, I can go on Instagram and look for a guideline, but I don't have a cut and dry. This is how I should do this movement. Yeah. So a lot of, so you have to trial and error. Yes, uh, absolutely. So it was a lot of that of like, not feeling like I was like, as weird as it sounds like cheating or like mm. it wrong or like, well, I can't do a deadlift like everyone else. So I just shouldn't do it at all. But like think things like, you know, you can do something still safely. Like there's obviously going to be, there's always going to be more strain on my left side than my right, right. but I can still do things safely and mm. like, as smart as possible and still accomplish the goal that I need to. Um, so I think, and it's, it's accepting that it's an always always going to be a learning process. So I'm like way more comfortable and confident now. I know and hope that, you know, in another year I'll be doing the same movements, uh, you know, if not new movements as well, like even better than I'm doing now. Like, it's funny because people sometimes, you know, when they're training, they're like, I'm tired of this. Like, let's do something else. I'm like, no, like working out's pretty simple. Like when you like stick to a program, you're always going to squat. You're always going to hit like <laughs> the, the, the don't change but like if you're bored you're probably not trying to get better at those basic movements you're doing the same thing and not actually like trying to progress right um so for me it was like kind of getting out of my head of like being afraid to to try it so yeah it was a long explanation but it is it is great so yeah Yeah, no that's awesome that's awesome and when what is like a um What's your most frustrated lift right now? What's like a lift that you're just so frustrated with? Oh, snatch. <laughs> oh my gosh. That uh, yeah. in general, I think is frustrating because it's frustrating for me. I hate, I hate yeah. that, that snatch too. Yeah. So for me, um, I can say the same thing about cleans, but I actually really like cleaning. Like I, mm-hmm. I like that snatch feels so heavy to me. Like okay. I think, um, so I think that's also one of my least favorite and favorite things about lifting and CrossFit in general is that stupid. I am like, I'm well, yeah. And, but the idea that I'm, I, I have strength, like I'm strong, yes. but especially like the workouts that we do are programmed in a way that you can't, I want to be tense and to muscle everything and I'm getting oh, better. Oh, gotcha. You can't do that 
efficiently. Right. Like the workouts are planned that if you muscle everything and don't use your body as efficiently as possible, mm-hmm. you're going to pass out. You're not going to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it's that whole like pacing idea. It's like pacing on a whole new level. You hear the word pacing. You're like, yeah, but like, no, no, you have to take that incredibly seriously or you're not going to do it. Right. Um, so even something like a snatch, um, people look at it and think it's a, uh, it's mostly upper body and mm-hmm. it, it's a good part of it is, but a lot of it is also lower body because that's yes. movement all comes from, you know, you got to get under the bar. I can't mm-hmm. get the bar quite like that with my prosthesis. So like figuring out how to create that power with the one leg that I have. So, nice. um, I think like, it's like a kind of a puzzle that like it, yeah, you're trying to figure it out. So even like snatching has been one of the, definitely the hardest movements, but like any movement that I do, it has been this mindset shift of like, this feels hard. So I'm either, it's going to always feel hard or I shouldn't do it specifically mm-hmm. as an adaptive person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then recognizing like you should keep going because there is this moment where you feel like you do the movement. And you're like, that's how it's supposed to feel like that's how like it's supposed to feel efficient. Like it's not supposed to feel as hard to do one rep as like it feels. And once you, once you learn that actual feeling and like body recognition of it, you're like, Oh, I can do it. I just have to keep practicing it and like get that feeling repeatedly. And then like actually like do the whole workout. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if I explained that right, but I think that's like, that's been really, really fun and interesting to like discover. So that I'm like, mm. right, well, something like a snatch is terrible, but <laughs> there, there are moments where I'm like, Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel like, okay, mm-hmm. like let's keep striving for that. Right. So, anyway, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, um, what it's, I'm huge on perspective. Like I'm huge on, cause sometimes we view something. So for it's like, as just this, when it's like so many different things, you could view this snatch as in like, Oh my God, I'm never going to get it. This is so frustrating. Like, and maybe I need to put it more on my shoulders or maybe I need to work on this and this and that. And, you know, and you could be frustrated with the lift. But then, you know, you're thinking of the different types of body mechanics that utilized that are utilized inside of this lift. How can you be efficient with these single muscle groups all working together to make this lift happen? And then you're also attracted to putting that puzzle together, you yeah. know, and, and I think that's important for a lot of people because these journeys are journeys and everyone's journey is going to have millions of pieces. And that's all this is. That's why like you set goals and this and that. And you know, that's why these like these 12 week programs, like they're cool, right? You know, you follow this 12 week program. Awesome. You get goals, but then, then what did you learn something? Are you going to take this on forever? Like this is more of a lifestyle. You know, you're not just doing this for this gap of your life. You know, you're going to do this. You're going to take this with you forever. You're going to keep trying to be better. You might not maybe compete for a long, long time, but you're going to be training for as long as you possibly can. Cause you know yeah. how it, how it makes you feel and what it does for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that's what, that's why I'm so big on perspective because someone can hate something, but you're just looking at it as just, you're looking at that. You need to look at other different things that, you know, make this possible. And I think that's, I think that's great. What you just said, you explained it well. It was awesome. Yeah. So before I ask you your last question, okay, where is the best place for our incredible listeners to find you, maybe ask you a question or whatever they might be thinking of? Where's the best place for people to contact you? So right now I'm primarily on social media. Um, but if you go to my Instagram, that's kind of the hub. So I'm one leg to stand on on Instagram, just all written out the number one. Um, and through there, you'll also see like, I'm also on TikTok. Uh, you can reach out to me 
um, through email. I also have a blog, one like to stand on.com. So nice. that is the best place. Instagram, my bio has all my info there too, where else you can find me. So, okay, good, good, great. So everything, uh, all her links, all her socials and where to contact her, we'll put it in the show notes for y'all. Um, so you guys can go ahead and click and go, you know, send her the email or send her a DM or give her a nice follow, maybe tag her on the, on, you know, on their story after you listen to this episode. But, um, Amy with people mm-hmm. that struggle with self-belief, self-confidence, you know, mm-hmm. they, they deal with the lack of it. They deal with, you know, always putting themselves down, always being their worst critic and never thinking that they're able to do something. What is the best words of advice through your experience and through what you've accomplished so far and what you plan to accomplish What's the best type of advice you could give to someone that might be in that mindset right now? So I would say two things. One, never, ever, ever discredit the power of your words and don't discredit the small things. So like one of the biggest changes I say all the time, I let people know this, that um, I used to have very bad self-confidence. I talked about myself and my body very poorly. Even other people didn't realize it, but I was saying it to myself. Mm -hmm. So I set a reminder on my phone to say positive affirmations about myself. So I wrote down three insecurities, um, really like hard insecurities for me. And I wrote the opposite of them. That's awesome. So it was something like people think, again, kind of like working out motivation that you do it when you feel like it. And no, it's realizing that words are powerful. And there's literally like, it does trigger your brain to say the same thing about yourself over and over and over again, whether or not you feel emotionally that it is. Mm -hmm. So for me, whether or not most of the time I didn't believe or think the things that I was speaking positively, but I did it anyway, saying like, no matter how I feel in this moment, I'm going to say these positive words. And I didn't really think much more about it other than like being very intentional about that tiny, small moment of my day, Mm -hmm. but it affected things. It was like a chain reaction of like how I carry myself. So like I said, did that one thing. So I was like, well, I can do one tiny thing and push myself out of my comfort zone just a little bit. There you go. And like a year into that, I remember getting coffee with a friend and she was like, I don't know what you've done in this past year, but you are like a different person in the way that you carry yourself. See? And so it's, it's those things like, don't be overwhelmed by the big picture. Pick one tiny, small thing and recognize that the words that you say to other people and to yourself matter. Yes. Um, yeah. That's incredible. If you all need to rewind that and listen to it again, please do. That's that's awesome. That is perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, if this episode and Amy have talked to you somehow, give you some value, did something to you, maybe moved you, inspired you, or you just like, dude, I'm ready to attack my goals now. If that's happened to you right now, all we ask you is simply share it to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, cousin, uncle, someone. The more people we get to tune into these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. That's all we're trying to do is inspire people to believe in themselves. But as you know, I am your host, Coach Matt, incredible guest speaker, Amy Bream. Thank you, girl, for, for being here. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, as you all know, get out there, train hard, live strong. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.